for the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about feelings. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, no. Or, oh, good. Or, I'm going to miss for the next five weeks. We're going to be talking about feelings that have bubbled up among us in these last few months. Happy, mad, sad, scared. And then week five, vengeful and confused. So we'll be looking at feelings and what they mean for us and what scripture may have to say to us about these feelings. Today, we're happy. Are you happy today? Now, I'm not talking about frivolous happiness, the kind that comes in and then is forgotten in the next few minutes. I'm talking about a true, deep happiness that leads to joy. Happiness that uh, leads to a depth of joy. Jesus, in the last part of this passage, in verse 11, he says, I have told you this so that my joy might be in you and that your joy might be complete or fulfilled. I have come so that my joy might be in you and that your joy might be fulfilling. True, deep happiness. When our first set of grandchildren were born, I remember standing outside the labor and delivery room as they were cleaning the babies up, show them to their parents for the first time. And in front of that big window, they lifted those babies for us to see. And immediately, all of us just broke into smiles spontaneously. It was a happiness. But in, in the twinkling of an eye, that happiness moved into my soul. And there was a deep and fulfilling joy that moved me to tears. And I remember sitting back on the wall and just weeping, overcome with joy. That's what Jesus is talking about, a depth of happiness, not a frivolous happiness. Jesus didn't come so that we could be happy. He came so that we might have the fulfilling joy of life. Complete joy equals fulfilling joy. What elicits joy in you. If Jesus has come so that his joy might be in us and that that joy might be a deep and fulfilling joy, what is fulfilling to you? Perhaps you want to just pause for a moment and make an inventory list of what brings you joy. Perhaps you want to push the emoji button on the screen today and give me a heart or a smiley face that lets me know you're in touch with that overwhelming and fulfilling joy that Jesus brings to us. I want to tell you a few things that bring joy to me. First and foremost, my wife brings joy to me. There's a depth of her love, an unconditional love that lets me be the crazy that I am and overlooks the sinful that I am a deep and fulfilling love that tells me I can be anything I want. I'm proud of her and my joy overflows because of her. My mother and stepfather and mother-in-law also give me joy 
They don't really understand what I do in my work, but they are deeply devoted to supporting me in the process. And that gives me a fulfilling joy in my life. My children and my grandchildren overwhelm me. My sons-in-law overwhelm me and make me feel a sense of joy and fulfillment in my life. I have a small circle of friends that lift me up, who respect me for what I do and who I am, and give me a sense of deep fulfillment. When I do good work and meaningful ministry, I'm fulfilled. Part of my struggle in this pandemic is how to do meaningful ministry with you while we're separated by distance and united only through the internet. A week at the beach, even better, a month at the beach gives me a depth of joy and a meal at our Mexican restaurant is joyful as well. All of these give me a deep and fulfilling joy. Joy that doesn't cost much. Joy that doesn't come with an expensive price tag or an overwhelming expense. But just a meal together with good friends. A meal together with my family a night out with Gail, all of those bring me a depth of joy that I can hardly put words to. Count your many blessings, says the hymn writer. Name them one by one. Why? Because when we are aware of our blessings, there is a joy that wells up in us, the joy of Jesus that comes to us, and a fulfillment that bubbles up. Matt Bloom, who is a researcher at Notre Dame, has looked into this fulfilling joy, and he's come up with four characteristics that are important. First and foremost, resilience, having good health and being able to adapt to change and being able to rest when we need to. Certainly in these pandemic days, our resilience has been tested and has robbed some of us of the joy of our lives. Second, a sense of thriving, that we have good friends and close community and a depth and clarity of purpose. Many of us do have good friends, but we're distanced from them. We have communities where we find identity, but we're distanced from that. Many of us are living without purpose right now. And scripture is very clear where there is no vision, the people perish. And so even in these pandemic days, we have a sense of purpose and direction as ministers here in this church, giving you ministry that hopefully builds a sense of resilience and thriving. Thirdly, Bloom says there is authenticity in your life, that you first and foremost have a wise guide do you have a guide who exhibits wisdom far beyond what you might think and you can call and ask for advice and get direction? Those people are needed so in our lives. They help us 
with self-integrity and, again, a sense of clear identity, a sense of purpose and clear identity that lets us have a vision for what God would have us to be about. And then lastly, Bloom says there must be a daily sense of well-being that we feel prepared for and cared for. Ever heard that? That we, that we know that people are prepared for us and care for us, that there is spiritual meaning in our lives, a closeness with God, and that we have a sense that our bodies and our minds and our spirits are doing well. Perhaps you need to go outside and go for a walk. Or perhaps you need to call your mama or one of your good friends and tell them that you love them today. These are difficult days. Happiness is elusive. I can tell you this has been a hard sermon for me to bring together because I've not been feeling that sense of joy much in recent days. Happiness has been elusive. But if we stop, if we pause, if we refuse to give in to despair and to worry and to stress, suddenly the joy comes back and we're able to claim resilience. We're able to claim thriving. We're able to claim a self authenticity and well-being that says regardless of pandemic, regardless of virus, regardless of the circumstances of the world, it will not rob me of the joy that Jesus brings. Claim the fulfilling joy that Jesus wishes for us. Lastly, I would say that we must spend time with Jesus. We must allow time for the Holy Spirit to unite us with our Heavenly Father, to allow us to accept the joy that Jesus brings us, even in the midst of a pandemic, there is joy. A friend who sends a card just to say, I'm thinking of you raises our joy, a phone call, or a prayer note, perhaps a box of hand wipes or a bottle of Clorox wipes, simple things that bring happiness, that lead us to a deep and abiding joy. I have come that you might have my joy and that your joy might be complete and fulfilling. And then Jesus says these words. Here's how that happens. That you love one another as I love you. That you love one another as I love you. The key to happiness is to love. To love those grandbabies in ways that I have yet to discover. To love my wife in ways that I have yet to discover. To love you as a community of faith in ways that I have yet to discover. But as I spend time with God, as I allow Jesus' joy to come in and 
be my joy as I allow the Holy Spirit to lift me to the Heavenly Father. There is a joy that is indescribable, and I highly recommend it. Let's choose this day that we will be joyful, that we will be joyful in the Lord. Let's pray together. God, thank you for the joy of Jesus that is ours, if only we will claim it. Thank you for the compassion and affirmation that comes from you that leads us to thriving in these days. Not being defeated, not just surviving, but thriving. Jesus has told us that happiness is possible even in the midst of a pandemic. So help us to claim that promise today as we love one another and as our joy is made complete and fulfilling because of Jesus, because of your kingdom, we pray. Amen.